The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Wednesday, June the 8th. If you are listening to the podcast, if you're watching with us live on YouTube, it's potentially Tuesday, June the 7th, we're going to do some NFL news. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button. If you're your first time to YouTube, hit subscribe and feel free to turn on alerts. We're going to see... Sometimes you get a 30-minute alert, like, hey, these guys are going live in 30 minutes. And then sometimes 45 minutes later, you'll get a, they are actually live. So highly recommend turning on alerts. will make your life easier. As you'll notice, it's myself and John Breach here. No Ryan Wilson yet. A surprise plot twist, as it's Ryan Wilson who caused us to be late. A very unusual turn of events. And, of course, he heard me blaming him. And <laughs> <laughs> Read between the lines, bro. There What's you up, go. Wilson? Uh, Wilson was dealing with something that um, internal with the company, some sort of HR violation, I believe. Yeah, I had to. I, I, it was a very serious conversation about uh, some things you've been up to the last few weeks, and I had to be frank with him. So <laughs> you'll be getting the call. Um, okay. No, our company's doing a migration of our computer system, and it requires a lot of button pushing and. Um, I use Wilson doesn't do button pushing anymore. He's I don't past that age. I do not do button pushing anymore. So I had to smash some buttons and try to make this thing work. I mean, like, this is not a complaint and no mean to like air the you know, the nature of the company, but like we've changed company names. Like we had three different company names in the last like year, right? Like it's not a big deal. It's just has it been three? I mean, we went from CBS to Viacom, CBS to Paramount. Oh, okay. Anyway, we CBS interactive, and then we we're so basically, what Ryan and Brinson are trying to say, I love, is, I love Paramount. I like. No, is that that we're, they're all trying to get us all under the Paramount umbrella, yeah. and so that was why Ryan was migrating his computer system, and Ryan hasn't updated his computer in 14 years, so I'm sure everything broke down. Wait, yeah. oh, I should probably. Huh, here we go. I should probably use the upgrade the system, huh? Yeah, it's up to you. So do you? Do we have a Paramount email address yet? If Brenton isn't hosting the podcast next week, it's because he refused to migrate over. I could see this. Do we get an email about migration? Yes. I mean, probably. I've <laughs> gotten several. I have not. And you need to. Oh, well, I, think, I think it's because I don't get emails to my Viacom CBS address. Maybe forward they're trying to, to tell you. Please forward it to me, please, because I need to get off this thing. Seriously, forward it to me real quick. 
I can't right now. I'm I'm done mashing buttons. As brief. Forward, forward me the email, please. I really don't get emails to my Viacom CBS address. Please. Well, here's the thing. And again, I'm talking to my 15 year old here. I'm going to forward you the email, but you're not going to read it. So I'm wasting the 15 seconds of forwarding. I'm going email. to read it. I'm going to migrate. I want nothing more than to have access to my email and to be able to communicate with people who want to contact me. Prince, uh-huh. you don't even use your email. Yeah, I mean, man. I want anything less than that in life. I'm, I'm going to send it to your Viacom email address. Forward it to <laughs> forward it to his Twitter account. Tweet him the email because that's the only way he'll read it. Correct. Correct. Breach. Uh, anyway, let's talk some NFL news. Specifically, let's talk about Aaron Donald, Ooh. who just got a massive extension. It's actually just a reworked contract. They took the uh, old contract, tore it up, and gave him a new contract. And he's going to get uh, more than $31 million per year through 2024, three years, $95 million, the largest contract ever for a non quarterback on a per year basis 65 million dollars in guarantees and it feels like credit to todd france of athletes first for uh the agent who negotiated the deal also has dak prescott's deal in hand so he's had a couple of couple of good a good 12 months for the uh the old france family and uh and like this is basically aaron donald was gonna retire or maybe consider playing somewhere closer to pittsburgh there's a rumor about but the Rams were like, as it turns out, we have this great Super Bowl window and you're the best player in football if you take away. Yes, Breach? <laughs> I just want to push back real quick on the I love that we saw all the you know credit the agent for this was the easiest negotiating in the world. It's Aaron Donald. When we talk about and not not to knock Todd France, got a great contract uh, with Dak Prescott. But, you know, when you talk about let's congratulate agent. Congratulate Christian Kurtz agent. You know, that's a contract that came out of nowhere. You can't believe the money he got. When you're representing a future Hall of Famer who has three defensive player of the year awards, eight Pro Bowls in eight seasons, uh, the money, you do the negotiations. The team doesn't negotiate with you. You tell them what you want and they give it to you because they need that player. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this is an awesome deal. There's no doubt about that. And Aaron Donald, obviously, like you said, Brenton, the highest paid non quarterback in NFL history. Uh, but, you know, you got to give most of the credit here to Aaron Donald for being so awesome over the past eight years that the Rams basically had to give him his contract. I feel you're, like ba- Donald- you're basically saying that Todd France is useless in the situation. So no, I just I just said he did a fantastic job with Do- Dak Prescott's contract. I'm just saying with Aaron Donald that the contract kind of negotiates itself. Mm. Dunking That's all not, over Todd France. Not, Todd France is a fantastic agent. I mean, I'm I did one bit, like This is like, it's, I mean... There's no funny money to this. It's just a massive, massive contract. Yeah, but Breach's point is that Aaron Donald is basically Superman. You're going to give Superman whatever he wants, or he walks. And then Metropolis goes goes into the, the crapper. I mean, Aaron Donald didn't miss any time. He got to... He, okay, all right. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm not, like, saying Todd France, like, you know... No, Breach hates Todd really. France. And that, both <laughs> things can be true. Breach hates Todd France, and Aaron Donald is great. See now, no, this, no, I do no. agree now you're that, now you're twisting my words. I do agree with you that like you can tell when they're like a big deal like this, it's like Rap Sheet tweets it out. It's like it's like four tweets about Todd France. You know, or like, you know, it's, it's gotta be mentioned. Again, credit to the well, you fell for it. That was the first deal, thing you he got more he got more cash flow than Patrick Mahomes did. Everybody thinks Patrick Mahomes is awesome. Got more Not cash it. flow than Deshaun Watson. Not surprised that Brenton is pro agent here, but I'm not pro agent here. I'm just saying, like it's a it's a huge deal for a non quarterback. Pro big milk, basically. Who's the next highest defensive play player? Next highest paid defensive tackle is DeForest Buckner, and then highest paid 
Edge rusher is Khalil Mack at 23.5. DeForest makes 21. I don't I don't know if a cornerback makes more than 23.5 off the top of my head. I don't have that number up. Maybe one just got paid. There's no I don't think there's a cornerback who makes Jr. Alexander mm-hmm. makes 21. Okay. So there you go. So 23.5 Khalil Mack. Average annual value. Oh, hold on. My bad. Uh, no, no, TJ Watt. TJ Watt's at 28. Watt's 28, yeah. yeah Terry Bush is 27. Miles Garrett's 25. I didn't sort. Yeah. I mean, point being is that, there you go, Devo's got all defensive players because Devo's smarter than we are, or at yes. least works faster. Max Crosby, fifth or all. How about that? Or both. I mean, that's a pretty substantial. But does he hate Ty France? <laughs> Look, Aaron Donald is not in his prime. I mean, he's not. In, I mean, he's still playing. Whoa! Well. I want to hear you tell him that. Man, uh, I so now, Crimson is pro agent anti Aaron Donald. <laughs> Let's make Got that it. known. Aaron Donald is not good. I saw I heard of Brinson now. Oh my god! I would. I still. I said Aaron Donald should be taking number one overall when he was drafted. You just said he's out of his prime. He's thirty-one. Brinson, he just won them the Super Bowl three months ago. Oh my god! <laughs> Who they beat again? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Mm. Um. Anyway, point being is yes, they beat the Bengals. <laughs> hey, hey, look, Aaron Donald is not in his physical prime. He is. It says you. Just so we're clear. Bruce, oh my God, he's that. playing really good football. I'm just saying, like he's like they paid TJ. TJ Watt is coming into his first contract. My point being is that this is like Aaron Donald's probably last contract or next to last contract of his career, and it's the biggest contract in defensive player history. Okay. Like that's 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 a big deal to be 31 and to get a third he's getting he's 31 years old and he's getting a 31 million dollar plus contract per year. And it the whole thing's basically fully guaranteed. Well, and the crazy thing is that usually when you talk about someone over the age of 30 getting contract this huge who's not a quarterback, you're saying, Oh, they're overpaid, the team messed up, uh, they're going downhill quickly. That is not the case here. It feels like this was a universally approved everybody just praised the deal. It was the Rams. They got a they got a bargain here at thirty million dollars, thirty one million dollars per year, and Aaron Donald uh, becomes sets records, smashes records with the amount of money he's making, uh, and this feels like one of the rare situations where everyone wins. Well, and, and the other thing too is you can't if you're the Rams and you've taken this you know f them picks attitude and you've shoved all in and look they've done a great job of dr- drafting talent in the later rounds and supplementing these you know it's a it's a you know, it's just, I don't want to say stars and scrubs, but I mean, like, they have invested heavily in several key players. And, you know, you hit big old Cooper Cup is due for an extension. You know, you found found these defensive players later in the draft. You found some offensive linemen later in the draft. But, like, you're not winning the Super Bowl again, probably not making it back to the Super Bowl again without Aaron Donald. I mean, that seems fairly safe to say. Yeah, even though he is, in your words, slipping. I didn't say he's slipping. I said he is not in his physical prime. By the way, Cooper Cup's going to be 29 in a few days. How does that, how does that affect his salary? Is he really going to be 29? That's wild. Yeah, it is. I didn't know he's that old either. I got to do HQ at 4 p.m. and talk about these topics we're talking about here, which is a nice little practice run. But I was like, ah, Cooper Cup's 29. I mean, Aaron Donald's, I mean look, Aaron Donald's won AP Defensive Player of the Year four times. He's finished top three uh, six times. He finished top five every year of his, oh, no, excuse me, every year, but except his, I'm sorry, he's won it three times. He won rookie of the year his first year. He has finished top five of AP Defensive Player of the Year voting every year except for his rookie year, which is also the only year he wasn't a first team 
all pro. He's been a pro bowler every single year of his career. He is as a Super Bowl. One of just three players in NFL history who have defensive players who have been named to the Pro Bowl in each of their first eight seasons. And tied all-time for most defensive player of the year awards with three. He's just a absolute monster. It's, I mean, it, you know, it is like a, it was just like Breach just said, it's like the dude gets him and J.J. Watt and LT. I mean, you can make the case that he's the greatest defensive player of all time. I think um, most traditionalists would probably pick LT. But I wouldn't have a problem if you said Aaron Donald. But the Donald's career is not over yet, you know? Like, LT right. played more than eight years, like 12 or 13. Yeah, LT actually fell off right about this time. The difference between Aaron Donald and LT, though, is probably the crack. Oh, boy. <laughs> you I mean, that seems fair. LT did have six sacks in his final season. He played 13 years. So if Aaron Donald plays five more years and only like, wins, like literally LT was like on crack all the time. I mean, it's, it's, Aaron Donald is like in like, you know, he's not in his prime, obviously, but he's in peak physical condition. Are you saying that that's the LT? I'm saying that modern, modern medicine and modern athletic training techniques are better than crack. No, I would agree with that. You're not a doctor yeah. though. So you actually, you can't say that with right. any confidence. I am just saying that I don't think. <laughs> I don't know, Brinson. I think you would have to do one year of modern training techniques and one year of crack, and then we'll talk to you in two years, <laughs> and you tell us which year was better. I did hear somebody argue the other day. It's like, look, did did you see what LT did out there on crack? Like, give him some more. Like, like dude, I was going to say, more. you don't know. I mean, maybe it'd be terrible without the. I mean, in theory, okay, you know what? We should probably should basically drink a monster drink before athletic performance on crack. By the way, one of those oh. years you described, Breach, I think that already transpired during the Miami Super Bowl year. I won't uh, say which year that was for Brinson. Uh, <laughs> uh, who's to say about athletic performance, Wilson? Um, no, I mean, like if you look at it, was LT's, LT made the, he made the all pro team every year except one. They also won an MVP in 86, which is just wild. Uh, 87, he did not make. Was 87 the strike shortened season? Probably was, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, he did not make the all-pro team that year. And then in 1990, he was a pro bowler and had 10 and a half sacks. And then he just he just fell off after the age of 31. But, like, that's what happened in the late 80s, early 90s. Like, Aaron Donald is, you know, even though he's not in his, you know, and he's at the tail end of his physical prime. Oh, you know, edgy he, now. Uh, now, no, when Brinson I'm says saying when I'm talking about the age range, man, come on. When Brinson says the LT fell off after the age of 31, let me point this out. The age 32, he had seven sacks in 14 games. Age 33, he had five sacks in nine games. And at age 34, his final season, he still had six sacks. So he had five or more sacks in these quote unquote fall off seasons. And granted, he obviously was not anywhere near his uh numbers that he had in his prime so Brinson is correct to a degree but there are a lot of defensive players throughout the course of NFL history whose best year would have been one of LT's falling off years yeah I'm just saying that like modern athletes take care of their bodies better inherently and they have better travel and there's all sort of there's all sort of different reasons why modern athletes are able to sustain peak performance later on in their careers I think I mean if you're Aaron Donald, I, I think he just sort of was like, I think the retirement thing was legit just because he, he was like, I won a Super Bowl. 
I basically have this perfect career. Like the one blemish is that I didn't make all pro of my rookie year. <laughs> like I've won defensive rookie of the year. Um, maybe I walk away and it's just this, you know, I did it all. And then the Rams were like, how about $65 million? And it's easy to come back for that. Sort of like to get these guys that left for the Saudi golf tour. How do you pronounce LIV? Is it LIV or you just call it live? I believe live is the Miami Super Bowl. They're tying it all together here. Um, I think it's, a, I don't know, live tour, I guess. Um, no. I mean, Kevin Na got $40 million. I know, sure. I'm not, I was trying to, I'm not following it closely. I was just reading up on it yesterday. I'm not sure how the money, making money thing works, but if it's all just oil money, it may not matter that you make money. No, no, no. He got $40 million to come over. No, I understand that. But the overall organization, how are they making money? Like the PGA Tour makes money. Oh, I don't money. think they are. That's my point. That was, that was, I think they're just, um, I think it's called, uh, is it sports scrubbing? Is that the term? I don't know. What does that mean? It's where you use sports to make it. Oh, I see. To 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 scrub human rights violations. Yeah, you're sort of yeah. like, hey, look at our golf tournament. Well, hey, I mean, Mickelson said the quiet part out. I don't know. I mean, who knows? Mickelson said the quiet part out loud. Got in trouble for it. So, yeah, I mean, Phil Mickelson got two hundred million dollars. DJ got one fifty. And they all, I mean, yeah, and they all get to play next week in the U.S. Open. Anyway, I mean, like the point being is, you know, it's like everyone's like, you know what? I think I want to do this. And then somebody's like, how about $40 million? You're like, you know what? I'm going to do the other thing instead. Like 40, you know, yeah. Aaron like, I'm going to retire. They're like, how does $65 million guaranteed sound? He's like, you know, I, I, I do love playing football. Let's run this. You, you know who said it best? The million dollar man. Has, everyone has a price. Sure. Million dollar man said that. Yeah, that's his line, said, man. I think it was said long before Ted DiBiase. No, that was Ted DiBiase's line. Oh, what I thought you meant the million dollar man, the the television show with um. No, the guy Ted that DiBiase. Was, money, yeah. money, 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 money. Lee Majors was the million dollar man. You won't believe this, but you know <laughs> everybody's got you know actually right. said it before Ted DiBiase. Oh, you're looking up fake stuff, so I, Pablo don't Escobar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is he more? Is he scarier than DiBiase? I don't. Francis, Francis, like everyone has a price. Let's let's see what Brinson has brought up so far on this podcast: crack, cocaine, Pablo Escobar, (laughs) and human rights violations being committed by the golf tournament in uh, London. Whatever. (laughs) You're the one who's like you're like attribute. You're like (laughs) I'm just. You're on a roll, man. (laughs) I think he's he's trying to. Slowly paved the the way for the announcement that he's going to be the new blocker for the Live Tour. <laughs> Hell yeah, send me a and, the, and that they gave him uh, seventy five million dollars to host a daily podcast, even that though there's he, only nine tournaments. That he shows up for twice a week. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like I love like Breach is like. Now you know who once said success is not final, failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. That was, of course, Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> like. Actually, I think Winston Churchill said it first, Breach. But sure, whatever, whatever works for you. They said it. Yeah, Ma- they were inspired it. by Macho he's just Man. Like, he's like, yeah, of course, as everyone knows, a quote that Ted DiBiase made famous in the 1990s as a wrestler. Oh, that's what like that's Breach 20 years ago at the bar, writing those things on his hand and looking at his hand on the right side and talking to the girl on his left. He's like, as I once famously quoted, <laughs> everyone has a price. <laughs> This is me quoting Ted DiBiase, quoting Pablo Escobar. That's yeah, you're the, like um, the old Michael Scott. Michael Scott Wayne Gretzky, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man, uh, I'm, right. la- I'm laughing quickly because I don't know if you guys saw that uh, Najee Harris is 244. And did you, he, you see the tweets he sent to like? Um, I saw the tweets that he sent, but today he was talking to the media and he said, "Y'all making it seem like I'm fat. I'm fat as hell." <laughs> he looks the same. I think that the- he's like, man, he's like, some of these writers are stupid. He's like, they're making stuff up. He's like, I was 240 all last year. Well, the issue was that in the the guide, the the what you call the the Steelers thing they pass up before the games he weighed 232 in that thing so i think that's what they were looking at to compare it to so he the real issue is with whoever put that into the uh the pregame thing all right let's uh take a break when we come back more nfl news next the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived thanks to the visionary minds of new balance clutch athletics and rich paul the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Devo Samuel. Trying as hard as I can not to talk about that commercial. Devo Samuel. um, Actually, you know, we didn't even talk about what the Aaron Donald thing means for the overall market. Do you think nothing? What do you think people fly past thirty-one? I don't know that that's going to happen right fly? now. Fly? No. First of all, he plays defensive tackle. Who who is playing defensive tackle is going to fly past thirty-one million dollars? Well, I think that I mean, like, well, like, is the next edge rusher who gets paid going to get more than thirty-one? Well, what would we say twenty-eight for TJ? So yeah, I mean, you're sniffing around that. I don't know who's next in line. Who's next to get paid? Breach. Bosa. Young. Oh right, Bosa. Bosa. Yeah. yeah, according to um. Spot track who who does their sort of uh market valuations, he's like at 24 or something. Mm, that's so we'll get more of that. Chase Young. Chase Young is hurt. I mean, just coming off an injury. Well, but if Chase Young has a big year this year, he'll get, you know. Josh it Allen, is one of those wars. I don't think anyone's gonna go out there and and top Aaron Donald's number. I feel like this is kind of like the Patrick Mahomes contract in the sense that it was so astronomical that it took two or three years for the market to catch up to it. So obviously, you know, TJ Watt got close was 28 million. Uh, I do not think we'll see anybody hit 30 million this off season, but maybe one or two years down the road, we'll see. Cause you know, it, it's hard to argue that you deserve more money than Aaron Donald. The, the team, when they negotiate, is just going to be like, well, he's literally the best defense player of all time. You show us that kind of production and we'll give you $30 million per year. I mean, Patrick um, Holmes is already the third highest paid quarterback, but so. Right, and it, I'm saying it took three years for that to happen. And he Josh was, Allen came in under three him. years. He wasn't. He didn't get that contract three years ago. When did he signed that contract, well, his last off season, wasn't it? His ten year two off seasons ago. It was it two? It's got to be at least two. Yeah, it was. Wow. It was twenty twenty. Josh Allen signed last off season, right? Okay, man. Right? Times are flying by. This stuff is just—it's it's been blending together for like six years. It was just like a six years of mush in my head. Yeah, so it, um, it held up pretty strongly for two years, and then you have guys I, coming I think, in. I think the way to look at it is like you're looking for edge rushers who will top that. 
you know, Max Crosby was a later round pick and got 23.5. He, I mean, I guess he could have held out for more. Harold Landry got 17.5. And I, I'm, you know, just naming some guys who got recent contracts here. The guys who I looked at or I'm looking at that might be able to top it would be or get get around in that $30 million range. And I don't think they would go above Aaron Donald, but get around in that $30 million range, like above TJ Watt. Um, you could look at – he would need a big – both guys would need a big season, but like Bradley Chubb is up for a deal. Um, uh, Chase Young, uh, Brian Burns is certainly going to command a lot of money. I don't yeah, know none if, of those guys are getting $30 million, though. I mean, you're not – what do you – I mean – Josh Allen of the Jaguars? He's not getting 30. No. He's not. Yeah, he's not and I actually 30, just looked at the spot, the spot track. You're getting 25, market, right? The spot track market valuation for um, Bosa is, is 19. I'm just telling you, the, the sort of. Let me put it to you this way. They're a lot closer to getting 19.2 than they are to getting the 32. I would disagree with that. And, and well, real quick with Mahomes' contract, the only two people that surpassed him are Deshaun Watson, who uh, hasn't been paid a dollar yet. And uh, obviously, that one's iffy and up in the air. And then obviously Aaron Rodgers, and it took two straight MVP seasons. Uh, so exceptional circumstances. And so that's why I think, you know, if somebody comes out and breaks the sack record in the next year or this upcoming season, and then they have a contract coming up, boom, then you say, all right, you need to give me $31 million a year. But I think it's just going to take, uh, it'll be two or three years before. And we this, see this isn't like the quarterback position where you automatically get whatever the highest number is. Sure. Right, right. I mean that happened with um, the wide receivers. Like AJ Brown gets twenty five million, and I don't know if he wanted more than that. I'm guessing he did, but he's he, he signed pretty quickly because he's currently fourth behind Tyreek Devonte, um, Hopkins, and and then he's there just above. But even at the QB position, again, Mahomes' number it, you had like you guys said, Josh Allen came in under it, Dak Prescott came in under it, Matthew Stafford with his recent extension came in under it. So it's still a difficult number to top. Yes, it, it, I'm just I'm just looking at recent. I mean, you just need some guy, like, there haven't been a ton of, again, like Chase Young, if he has a monster season, could top it. Nick Bosa will no, get. No, he couldn't. He's coming Nick, off an ACL. If he gets 30 sacks, he'll top it. Otherwise, he's just going to, he'll get something. Nick Bosa is going to get $30 million range. No, he won't. Nick Bosa will top TJ Watt. I think he, he top, well, I'm you not, can top TJ Watt without hitting 30 million. Sure. Yeah, but he's going to top TJ Watt based on what? I mean, his numbers have been good. freaking awesome. His numbers have been good, but not great. He's had what? an ACL as well. Good, but not great. What you... Yeah. I mean, I know Aaron Donald's over the hill in your mind, but Nick Bosa is no Aaron Donald, sir. <laughs> I mean, he led the league in tackles for loss last year and had 15 and a half sacks. It was the defensive rookie of the year, his first season, and tore his ACL in a fluke incident where all the 49ers did having to play back-to-back games at MetLife Stadium in 2020. Well, I don't dis- dis- dispute the fact that the, the field conditions were at issue, but the fact is he still got hurt. Um, yeah, no, he has two years of, of productivity. That's $30 million worth if he has another. Yeah, I don't think he's in $30 million. I, I do agree with Brinson, who made two statements. He gets more than $30 million, gets more than TJ Watt. I think one of those will be true. I think okay. he gets like $28.5. That's, yeah. I don't know why you would pay him $28.5, but I mean, look at the, look at the other guys on that list. Joey Bosa, Miles Garrett, Khalil Mack. Um, you literally named one of his brother. Like you named his, his brother is better than he is. Is anyone arguing that? I, I don't. I mean, and he's, he's played a, longer and he's got more pro, more productivity. That's my point. Those three guys that I just mentioned, those guys are insanely athletic. And then, I, mean, are, I just I think that the first three years of Joey Bosa and Nick Bosa are very comparable. Is he better than Max Crosby? I would take Nick Bosa over Max Crosby all day. And would I like you Max Crosby? I wouldn't. What? 
Max Crosby. Max Crosby's underrated. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't say that he wasn't good. I said I'd take Nick. He's Bosa. Getting, he got twenty three five on a deal he just signed. So what this thrashing? You would just hate the 49ers. I know. What? Well, unacceptable thrashing of the, of Nick. No, Bosa. I'm just being reasonable. This is. I, wait till, I hope the 49ers play the Steelers next year. Wilson, do you Kenny, hate 49ers? Kenny Pickett has both arms torn off by Nick Bosa. <laughs> okay. And he, well, oh while Nick Bosa's making twenty six million a year. Okay, fine. Uh, Kenny Pickett won't get his second contract because he's. He, he, yeah, he, and Bosa will be banned from the NFL for a life. He tears off someone's arm. So there's like, yeah, they both no contact, bro. Can't no, I don't think your contracts are guaranteed for being banned for life. <laughs> what is he a ban? Right, there's just no one from 2021 that stands out. Um, again, Chase Young for 2020 and Bosa from 2019 are the the two guys that Rashawn Gary will get a big contract, but not Rashawn Gary. High. I think will get more than than the names you previously mentioned. That's a good call, actually. That's the best call you've made. And who I mentioned, Nick Bosa. Yeah. What? I'm telling you, just watch it. Write that down, Breach. Not in pencil. Rashad Gary will get above $25 million. Okay. That, that's not going out on much of a limb. I'm, I'm making a bold statement. Nuts. Bradley Chubb will get paid, too, but not quite that much. Yeah, he'll get paid to go back and be the academic advisor at NC State. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, Josh, I, I, I think you're sleeping on Josh Allen, too. I'm not sleeping on any of these guys. They're going to get paid, but you're talking about north of T.J. Watt money, which I think is a stretch. That's all I'm saying. Because again, this these aren't quarterbacks. They're, not, they're counting Josh Allen as a linebacker too. On the side of well, edge rusher. Same. I think that's the same. No, I was like, I was just looking at like I wanted it listed by. Oh, it, you mean in spot track? Yeah, I'm trying to see if I missed anybody who. No, no, I'm looking on just. I was just sorting draft like recently drafted players. Oh, oh I got one for you that we missed because of the linebacker position. Who will if he continues? Micah Parsons. Well, yeah, we got to wait for that though. He's yeah, only he's got year two more two. years before. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Now that that's uh, the smartest thing you've said, and how long we've been talking? Twenty. But who's the highest paid linebacker? Darius Leonard. Oh, no, they're playing him at edge. He'll it get, it is. Edge. Okay. Well, I mean, what's Darius Leonard making? Nineteen seven. Yeah. Okay. That's Josh Allen and, and Brian Burns are gonna are gonna be in that twenty five plus million dollar range. We'll see. And if Micah Parsons does end up being the guy that breaks it, then boom, my guess. In theory, stands because he can't negotiate his contract for two more seasons. And that means Donald's number stands for two more years. Yeah, I think that's fair. I don't disagree with that. Or whatever. Breach is, I mean, Brenton's such a sensationalist. Lee. He's trying to make every everyone into the next Aaron Donald. I'm not making anybody to... the next Aaron Donald. I mean, Josh Allen has 20 and a half sacks in his first two years, three years, and they added. How many did TJ Watt have last year? 22 and a half. And he makes 28 million, two million less than Aaron Donald. And you're trying to make all these guys. I mean, in his fifth year, yeah, that's why he got you know you get paid. Okay, well, you're trying to turn. If they paid him after his third year, he wouldn't be getting paid as much. That's how math works. Correct. Oh my god, I hate <laughs> you so much. <laughs> so back to Debo Samuel. So anyway, it won't impact the overall market because no one else is Aaron Donald. Yeah, which is what we said 15 minutes ago. Debo Samuel will attend mandatory minicamp. Jimmy G has been excused. Well, he still continues to recover because they don't want to make it awkward, I guess. I don't really get it. Um, He's hanging way. out with Baker Mayfield at the Malibu mansion. Hmm. Uh, yeah, Baker's never playing a snap for the but there's like a people are like, well, if Deshaun's suspended, you just play Baker. It's like, no, that's no Baker doesn't want to play for the Browns. Well, after they see Jacoby Brissett, they might try to talk Baker back to coming back. It depends. Uh we'll get to Watson in a second, actually. <laughs> Ethan Miller in the chat says feel like I just walked into a couple's counseling session. <laughs> feel the yeah. way too. Um no yelling, though, so that's good progress. <laughs> Speaking of Nick Bosa, are we buying or selling the 49ers this year? 
I thought we were talking to Debo. Yeah, speaking of Debo, speaking of Nick Bosa, speaking of Jimmy oh, G. No, of course I I have the win. It sounds like Jimmy. If Debo's attending mandatory minicamp, he's not going to hold out, and they're going to get a deal done. I don't think he's going to get traded. Yeah, I bet he gets AJ Brown money. That feels about right. Twenty five million a year. I don't know how he feels about that, but um, I would pay him. And I, there was some. I don't understand why people were like, "Well, he's he's okay, but he's not great because he also runs the ball." I think that makes him even more valuable. In, in that offense. He can't do those things other elsewhere. Because remember, the Jets wanted to trade for him. I don't know if it was for that number 10 pick. I mean, I really would like to point out that the problem here that developed was the DeAndre Hopkins contract in which he was given the extension with like the modified funny money that bumped his average annual value up to $27.25 million, but he only had $49 million in, fully, in, in guaranteed and $42 million in fully guaranteed. Excuse me, $49 million total guaranteed. Basically, it was like it was an incorrect, like, I mean, technically it was $27.5 million or whatever it is, or $27.25. And that Devontae Adams was like, I'm not taking less than that. So the Packers had, or the, the Raiders and the Packers tried to, had to inflate the average use funny money to get him above $27.25. And then Tyree Hill's like, I'm not taking less than Devontae Adams. So the Dolphins had to get him to 30. And so all these guys who are getting extensions, like eight, whether it's AJ Brown, um, you know, Cooper Cup's looking for one. You know, you've got, of course, Devo Samuel. Uh, all these younger guys who are looking for extensions are are telling their agents, like, yo, like that's $30 million is the going rate for wide receivers, but it's not. It's really more like AJ Brown money. Like if you're Debo Samuel and you're going into in your, you know, you're coming off your third year and you, you know, you have Debo doesn't have a fifth-year option, but you know, there are two franchise tags they can utilize. You, you want to be taking the A.J. Brown money. Like, that's good money, and you can then renegotiate later down the road. The, the top three guys here are sort of, you know, it's conflated a little bit by experience, the trade factor, and then the DeAndre Hopkins contract. Like, that, the Hopkins contract screwed over the wide receiver market, basically. Right, and, and you mentioning Tyreek Hill – the Dolphins can get out of that contract after four years and $95 million, which is basically just under $25 million a year. And so, like you said, the receivers, he, no, I want $30 million a year because that's what Tyreek Hill got when, in fact, he got something closer to $25 million a year unless the Dolphins pay him a $43 million base salary in 2026, which, which they're is just simply not going to do. Highly unlikely. And you know the weird thing with the Debo Samuel negotiations, if it's true that he does not want to – if he wants to cut down on his carries as a running back and someone who gets handed the ball, uh, you know, does that impact his negotiation? So that is something that the agent, the team, the player are going to have to figure out where the team says, hey, we would have given him 26 million a year, but now we only give him 21 because he's not going to do everything we like him to do. And he's not this utility guy that we envision him being uh, the last two years or that we had him as the last two years. So I think that, is kind of the wild card in this Debo negotiation that you didn't really have with all these other receivers. Oh, uh, this is a good note from over the cap on Tyreek Hills. The final year of the contract is effectively a void year used to inflate the annual value of the contract from 25 million per year to 30 million per year. Like his contract is just 30, 25 million per year, but he had to get 30 because he needed, you know, the agent, the, I think it was Rosenhouse's this guy had like, you know, he, he wanted 30, you gotta get 30. And um, 
it's just it's just silly. Like, well, the Dolphins probably said, "Yeah, let's put that year there because we sure, you want thirty million. We can prorate the signing bonus another yep. year, yep. and then you pick the number as the base salary because you're never going to get it." I didn't even realize <laughs> Tyreek Hill's got he has no guaranteed salary after 2023. Yeah, because by then they know he's going to want to go back to Kansas City, so there's a <laughs> option, option to try to. Run back <laughs> They can basically get out of his deal after two years. That's mm-hmm. crazy. And it's just I I don't understand why. I mean I get, I understand the the competitive nature of wanting to be the highest paid player in you know in at your position, but like I don't know, man. Give me the fully guaranteed three year deal over five years of funky money. Hmm. I don't know if you do you want to be the highest paid pot sports podcast host, or do you want to just have three years of guaranteed middle of the road? Or, no, I don't want. Three, I mean, no, I mean, I want to be the highest paid. But like, I, like, oh, there you go, there you go. You answered. I, I'll take twenty five million guaranteed over three years versus whatever Tyreek Hill has. Although he probably gets that twenty five million over three years anyway. I'm just saying, a little cleaner. Get out of here. Right. Um, so, I saw the Forty ers this year. <laughs> uh, I haven't won any eight football games. Breach, did we talk about the NFC West? Oh, we did on Friday. We can just rerun that. Yeah, let me go check my notes because uh, I'm, I'm looking at my notes right now. Wilson has them hitting the under. I have them hitting the over. What was the over under again? Uh, eight and a half or nine and a half? Nine and a half, probably. Yeah, I don't remember. Ten. Look up. Ten. Ten. Oh, oh yeah, way under that number. Come on now. It's that. it's weird how the market's valuing the 49ers. Like they are fifth or sixth in terms of Super Bowl odds. Their over under is ten wins. I mean, they have a good roster, but you know, they just lost Alex Mack, who retired. That's a huge loss. He's he's massive for that run game. Well, I mean, the biggest issue was what? The quarterback position. Right. And I, I know that fantasy apparently is high on Trey, Trey Lance. Everyone loves Trey Lance. Everybody we thinks know, Trey Lance is going to be a monster. And he might be. Do we know why, though? Like, what, what precipitated that? he's just athletic and can run. And okay. in theory, well, he played two he games play. last year, and it wasn't exactly setting the world on fire. No, I mean, he's not very accurate. and. He's only thrown like 318 passes since in the last like four years or something. I mean, the crazy thing is, is I still think think, they should have like this, like they shouldn't be 16 to one to win the Super Bowl. But if you think Trey Lance is just as good or can be just as good as Jimmy Garoppolo, well, that was an NFC championship team last year. If you think Trey Lance is a slight step above Jimmy Garoppolo, then there's, and, and again, that's what it comes down to is what you think of Trey Lance. But like you guys are saying, there's been no proof. We have no evidence that this guy is going to go in there and tear teams apart and throw for 4,000 yards and rush for 800 yards and and total 38 touchdowns. We just don't know that. So that's what makes the 49ers prediction impossible. Because if he goes out there and falls flat on his face the first four games, the fans will be like, yo, Kyle, why do we get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo? And what the heck are we doing here? So Now, I do think he's an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo in the long term. And the long term might even just be like by Thanksgiving. But um and that team did win 10 games last year and they made it to the playoffs. So there's something to be said for that. And should have gone to the Super Bowl if not for the the play that we're no longer allowed to talk about this podcast because it makes Brinson uncomfortable. And it may be uncomfortable that talking about Jaquiski Tart dropping the football that allowed Matthew Stafford to beat the 49ers and go on to beat the Bengals in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I should I should have said the first half makes you uncomfortable. The second half makes Breach incredibly uncomfortable. But uh, no, Breach got like a kill count set up in his in his office. It's like every time I say something, he presses a button. It's like once I get to a thousand this all season, he has me assassinated. What that Jaquiski Tart drop ruined my 2010 prediction that the Bengals and 49ers would be playing the Super Bowl in 2022. 
Oh, also, right. I had a, also, I had an 85 to 1 bet on the Bengals. And Brinson had an 85 to 1 bet. Yeah, we I all would, I would actually prefer the Niners in the Super Bowl, to be perfectly honest. Like, but I, the thing, and this is more direct towards myself, I, I don't give them enough credit for playing, being as scrappy as they were. And maybe they're scrappier with Trey Lance, who, as I just said, I think it's an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo at some point. But I don't know, man. That division is incredibly tough. And there's not a lot of other competition. I mean, there's the, the Cowboys and the Packers and, and the Buccaneers. I, I just think it's. To your point, Brenton, sixteen to one for Super Bowl—that's that seems like insanely high to me. Yeah, I, I think low. probably what's going on is a fear from the sports books of being torched if Trey Lance is indeed awesome. Who's yeah? Who's taking the sixteen to one though? I guess folks. Oh, I don't like if they were if they were thirty to one. Right. No, I get that part. And the NFC's watered down. You know, Kyle Shanahan has been to the multiple NFC championships. Well, I mean, it's watered down compared to the AFC. It's not necessarily watered down. The NFC West is hard, and then the other three teams I mentioned, that's a a lot to go through to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I I think the odds are too short. I agree. I wouldn't bet it. If if they were 30 to 1, I'd be sledgehammering it, though. So, I mean, I, I, I guess I understand what they're doing, but it just seems like... What about this? Small. Odds to win more games. Or who are you taking? You can set the odds. Eagles or 49ers? Ooh. Ooh. That's a good one. I think I'd take the Eagles. Ooh. And no, Debo's not pointing a gun to my head just off camera. Debo, what do you think? Well, we know what he's going to say. Come on. 49ers. Man. Stop what? it. What? He's doing the reverse jinx. <laughs> I mean, I just... They were in the NFC Championship last year. They have most of the same cast and have a much better coach. Yeah, I'm Much excited better? about the Eagles, but I'm trying to be more realistic maybe this year. Also, the a, the NFC West plays the NFC South and ooh, and the NFC AFC. West. I mean, you can't that argue. The Eagles have a Eagles super, have a super schedule. easy schedule. Yeah, and they travel millions fewer miles. Breach. It's right? also possible the Cardinals suck, and the Seahawks could be god awful this year. Yeah. Like, I'm basically the Cardinals sucking entirely on the fact that PFF had Cliff Kingsbury as the fourth best coach in football. <laughs> Breach, Breach did make this point now. I remember that we did talk about the NFC West. Uh, he said the, and I, I agree, the easiest money on planet Earth. Remember what it is, Breach? The Rams to win the division? Plus 135. Plus 135. And, I mean, that's that's stealing. Yeah, that's crazy. Unless, again, unless Trey Lance takes some massive leap. I mean, he has to take a, a Herculean leap. I mean, yeah. look, you could lean on the running game, but how far is the running game going to get you? Well, I mean, I almost got into the Super Bowl, so maybe I should. I mean, I tell you, losing Alex Mack is a big, big deal. That is a big deal. One of those underrated things that, you know, we didn't know about this till literally Friday. All season was flip-flop, will he come back, will he not? And, uh, yeah, losing your starting center in a Kyle Shanahan offense. There's a reason Kyle Shanahan made sure Alex Mack was with him at his last three stops in Cleveland, in Atlanta, in San Francisco, because he knows how vital uh, Mac was. So that yes. will be interesting. I mean, so the Jay, Browns Jay, are the first place in like week 10 in the in the AFC North with Brian Hoyer starting for him, and then Alex Mack broke his leg. So Jake Brendel is now at the top of the depth chart in San Francisco as a center. They drafted Donovan West out of uh, Arizona, who's a sort of a zone read guy. Um, or a, Offensive you know, line, even with potential MVP candidate Trent Williams, is a little bit less. Uh, and... The left guard is Aaron Banks, who was a second-round pick last year. He played like five or six snaps all season last year, so he's unproven. He was good coming out of Notre Dame, but so those are two pretty big question marks on the interior of that defense. Offense, but yes. Offense, yeah. Uh, He'll be playing okay. defense when the turnovers happen. Sean Watson facing a 
fourth lawsuit. Um, Breach, why don't you describe the specifics of what this lawsuit said to us? Uh, well, it's pretty rough for a couple reasons because it's somebody that Watson's camp and his defense team didn't know about beforehand. They released a statement. Oh, this is uh, a new one, huh? Right. So you would think read the specifics of this is not great. Yeah, it's basically it's pretty, it sounds fairly similar to. All right, let him talk. You want him to talk? Let's hear it. Right. Do you, I mean, you want to be on we, record? Do we actually want the specifics? No, he's trying to he's trying to get you in trouble. <laughs> it, it, but it, it, basically, Watson made this woman very uncomfortable by touching himself in front of her, and going even further than that, um, going to completion. In fact, in front of her. Yes, and so, and and like I said, you would think that Watson had revealed all the names to his lawyer. Hey, these are people that might fall, file lawsuits against us. So the fact that there's a new one that they're not aware of kind of throws a wrench in things. It makes you think, is this now, you know, the NFL was saying, hey, our investigation's almost over. Now you have to look into this because if Watson's defense team didn't know, it's just all If you're the Browns and you're Watson's defense team, you're like, uh, hey, hey, buddy, um, are there 25? Are there 40? Like, you need to... Right. And also, like, what happens if the NFL comes down with a suspension and then two more names come out? Then what so, do you do? I was talking about this uh, uh, with our buddy Adam Gold on Monday because he was asking me what I think the NFL will do. I think the NFL will do one of two things. I think they will either suspend Deshaun Watson for the entire 2022 NFL season. Is this just your gut? Are you? This is just my, this is my gut feeling. Mm -hmm. Or... They will suspend Deshaun Watson for somewhere between six and eight games for the 2022 NFL season and note very um, clearly, very clearly, like, like state it very like over the top that future punishment is remains on the table pending a full investigation because I really don't think that they want him playing this whole season under the cloud of, of this investigation. And, and and another thing real quick, and this is what Mike Forio noted, uh, pro football talk on Monday, I think, um, that in Watson's contract, he basically filed a written disclosure with the team and said, I can't be double jeopardy for it. So as these are the cases but where my cases, money cannot be guaranteed. But if new cases that are right. not included, and we don't know, maybe this one, maybe Watson wrote this person's name because – it doesn't mean he wrote 22 names. He could have written 35 names. We don't know how many names he has in there. But could if this woman's name is not in the disclosure and he were to lose the case, then his could, guarantees could, could, could potentially become voided. Yes. And, and, and allegedly he may have, again, I don't, we don't know if he's guilty or not, but allegedly he may have forgotten some names. Right, exactly. And, and reading this, because I wrote the story on this on Monday and just kind of reading the lawsuit and, and where this is all going. And, and look, Ben Roethlisberger was two sexual assault accusations, no criminal charges, got suspended six games, and it got trimmed down to four games on appeal. Now that you was, have that was twelve years ago, by the way. That was so that, twelve years ago, and, and 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 society has come a long way right. uh, in those twelve ben years. Been ain't getting six to four if he if what he if if. Because we I mean we covered that for Fan House, like it ain't going six to four based on right the, and and. Right, and, and now you're talking about 24 accusations. And let's say you're a Browns fan who's defending Deshaun Watson. You say, if you don't believe 50% of these women, you still have 12 accusations on the table. Like, it's it's such an incredible number that I agree with you, Brenton. I think 
the punishment here, and this is just, again, conjecture, just a guess based on everything that we've read and seen. These lawsuits, are, a lot of them are pretty detailed. This 24th one is very detailed. Is that I do think that the, the suspension is going to say you're suspended indefinitely uh, with a chance for uh, you can come back after one year if you come plead your case to Roger Goodell. I'll be surprised. Now, I thought that eight games seemed like the minimum, but I feel like a year seems like what it's going to be now. Now, the other thing they could do too is if the NFL, because I really feel like the NFL wants to have something out there. Remember, it's not going to be Goodell who, who hears the who who hears. It's a um, it's a former U.S. attorney, I believe, like a, or a former district judge or something. Um, I saw the where's Peter King. Um, well, and while you're getting that, uh, Ryan just dropped this in from the Albert Breer saying the 24th lawsuit against the Sean was a bit of a surprise to the NFL and possibly the Browns. And so, if it was a surprise to the NFL. Watson's he loses credibility mm-hmm. with the league because they're going to say, well, you weren't forthcoming because I'm sure they asked him if there were any other cases out there. And if he either misled them or flat out lied to them, that's going to be a giant red flag. And, and again, if you say something like, like, oh, I forgot about that person, that also doesn't help your case. <laughs> like there's so many people that you forgot about people. Uh, and so there's not this is just not a good look. Uh, uh, I mean, so Peter, it hasn't been a good look, and now it's gotten worse. Peter King did the 22 most, or I guess he 23 if you count Aiden Hutchinson, most inf- which is 23 most inf- influential people in the NFL. And honorable mention, first one was Sue L. Robinson, retired mm-hmm. former U.S. District Court judge who will hear the Deshaun Watson discipline case once the NFL investigation into Watson's behavior is complete. Like, you're getting a former U.S. District Court judge, fe- a former female U.S. District Court judge who's going to hear this case based on what the the NFL, the evidence, the information that the NFL has gathered. Like, this dude is not getting off of the two-game suspension. She is going to hammer him if it looks like he is guilty, and especially if it looks like these cases keep popping up. Like, Do you think Jimmy Haslam, D. Haslam, Andrew Barry, Kevin Stefanski, where where are they at on the regret meter right now? I think Haslam is 12.5 out of 10 because he had to sign off on this. But if this 24th case is the one that allows the Browns to void their contract, then they're like, we dodged a bullet. Yeah, you you there's still a lot of PR. Oh, oh no, it's up. a PR nightmare, but you don't yeah. lose $230 million. I'm just talking about the lose whole three first round picks, right? You're, you're I mean, studying, you're setting back the organization. And Baker's for, Baker's like, I'm out. Like no, it's a disaster. It's an absolute disaster. You're just the Browns again. Like you went from being like, Oh, we fixed the Browns to no, you're just still the Browns. And Andrew again, Barry and Jimmy Haslam, sorry, are, are, are a hundred out of a hundred thousand out of 10 on the disaster scale. If you're Kevin Stefanski, you're just like, Hey, they asked me, and I just said, "Do whatever you want." And I'll coach. Right. It's like you, you can uh, play plausible but deniability. You're you like I'm getting a new boss soon because <laughs> I mean, Andrew Barry's getting fired. I don't. Again, I don't know the particulars, and I'm guessing you're just speculating too, Breach. But it feels like Andrew Barry was clearly driving this train, and then Kevin Stefanski seems like the way when he talks to the media that he wasn't necessarily involved with the decisions early on. He very well may have been, but to your point, I'm acting like, oh my god, what's going on here? I was just coaching football, and now things have gone sideways in the most <laughs> Brownsian way ever. And uh, our quarterback is Jacoby frickin' Brissett. So, yeah, lots to still unfold in the Deshaun Watson case. Uh, let's quickly get to, speaking of owners, uh, so David Tepper, I didn't realize exactly just how much more money David Tepper had than the next richest owner. In I think football. he's the richest owner, right? Oh, by, by far. But yeah, it's like crazy. Like, he he's, has... Who's number two? Like, Kroenke? 
It's Cronky and and if you read my story on the NFL's richest owners from April. No, no, we actually read that on the in a car ride because we I was having the debate. I was like, I don't think he's like that much richer. So I I just didn't you know really. And we were we were looking at it. It was like yeah. He's like oh, but Brimby, you wrote the story, Brinson. Like no, it's breach. It was like yeah, that checks out. Um, Oh wow. But so Walton, is it Sam Bill? Uh, What's it? Rob Rob. Rob Walton. What's he on? One of the Walmart billionaires and there's three of them in the top 15 in the in the world in terms of richest people three three waltons rob yeah. so david temper is like 16.6 billion dollars to his name he's the richest owner in the nfl by a wide margin but refuses to put grass into the stadium okay go ahead it won't stroke a check to like get this gambling bill passed in north carolina and but real quick brenton's point brenton's point the Tepper's worth over $16 billion. It's been fluctuating up and down for the past two months. Yes. There is no other owner in the NFL worth more than $11 billion. Yes. So he is at least $5 billion ahead of the closest person. Right. He he has like he's like 14 Mark or 10 Mark Davis is richer than the next closest owner. And Rob Walden, who is about who is getting set to buy the Broncos, is worth $60 billion. 60. Oh, that's where I saw the name. The the right, the, the Walmart's buying the Broncos. The Walmart's. And there are three Waltons worth $60 billion a piece. You know who was in the in the preliminary pre- preliminary running to buy the Broncos? Todd Bowley. Yeah. You know Todd Bowley? And then he bought Chelsea. Oh. And was like, yeah, I just spent four or five point two billion. I probably should Todd Bowley is forty eight years old and Isn't he your boy? Isn't he your homeboy from fraternity, you brother, Mary? fraternity brother of Ryan Wilson? Really? You get him on the podcast? Oh, did I? No, I haven't talked to him in 30 years. I, we, what, what if you called him tomorrow and asked him in the podcast, what would he say? Uh, who is this? Yeah. That's what he was What say. if you said William and Mary? No, no, he would know who I was once I explained it, but we weren't close at did the time. Did you drop like a secret handshake on him? <laughs> I could drop that stupid ass handshake on him, and that might get me uh, immediately punched in the face. Yeah, he's like, um, okay. Yeah, but anyway, so yeah. again, I'm uh, last in the league when it comes to William Mary graduates from the class of uh mid 90s you're on a podcast with us i'd say that put you up high you're not last we're good guys yeah there's one other you're like last of the successful people there's one other one that's doing way worse than me fair enough brinson oh yeah oh god (laughs) brinson likes a school that produces cheese rolling winners hey how about that though (laughs) it sounded like (laughs) you said it sounded like you said cheese rolling wieners Um, You're cheese really. So to Brinson's point, though, to finish his thought, Rob Walton is worth roughly $60 billion, fluctuates uh, with the stock market. And so he is, we just told you how much richer David Tepper is worth than everyone else. And he is almost four times, has almost four times more money than David Tepper. So I'm, I'm going down the list here. So Kroenke is, uh, like his wife is worth more than he is too. What does his wife do again, Breach? Do you remember? Uh, she is... Ann Walton, who is oh, yeah. Rob Walton's cousin. <laughs> there you go. I think so, so Rob Walton's dad is Sam Walton, who founded Walmart. Ann right. Walton's dad is Bud Walton, who was the co-founder of Walmart, and Sam Walton's brother. Nice. Okay. And then Jerry Jones, I think is his is mostly oil money, like real yes. estate, probably oil, something like yeah, that. Yeah. And now yeah. the Cowboys. I mean, his a lot of his the Cowboys. And wow. the Cronky family. And the, and, and the um and the uh oh god, what's the um. Ann and Stan put together have a net worth of just under twenty billion, but Man, she Stan. is not part of like she she wants nothing to do with the the ownership part of the Rams. You know, like there's yeah. like a Kim Pagola plays is is a very active owner for the Bills, but not every wife wants something to do with ownership. And Ann Walton is, is just sits in the background, this right? Well, and also with the Cronkies, there's like a little bit of separation of church and state because you you can't own multiple um, sports franchises if you're an NFL owner. 
And so Stan well, had Ro- sell- Robert Kraft does. What, what else does he own? Uh, he, uh, he owns the, the MLS New England Revolution. Uh, maybe they made an exception for that, but for the, <laughs> MLS. I was just saying, like, the um, Stan Kroenke owned the Denver Nuggets, but was forced to divest his shares, I believe. Or you, maybe maybe you you can't be they, a majority owner in two in two major in two sports. I think they I think they got rid of that rule. I was uh, say because I don't think they did. I just don't know what year. I'm trying to look for it right now. They definitely got rid Benson's of the Benson's on the Pelicans as well. Yeah, doesn't Loomis double dip on that? Yeah, that's right. They did. And the Pagula zone, the the hockey 2018, team. October 2018. Ah. They got rid of yeah. the rule because a lot of these guys own multiple teams. They never got rid of it for Stan Kroenke. Yeah, yeah. But the Bensons have owned the Pelicans. Maybe when did they buy the Pelicans? I don't know. I just know the Mickey Loomis connection. I know that the Pagula's... Oh, yeah. David Tepper and Charlotte FC too. Yeah. Again, no grass. Um, you know, I was just going down the list here, trying to see like Jimmy Haslam's money is the uh, the truck business. Uh, Shot Khan sort of self made. I, I think I don't remember what he did. Arthur Blank is Home Depot. Uh, I don't know what the Pagulas do. I don't, Dan Snyder. Oh, Dan Snyder started like this communications thing. He's terrible at communicating, ironically enough. Oh, yeah, Benson, Jimmer, bought, Benson bought the Pelicans in like 2012. Well, and the rule before, when the rule was in place, the rule was that you could not own another sports franchise that was in a market with an NFL team. So since since Benson owned the oh Saints, that's what that's what not challenging himself. You were allowed to. Uh, he's Kroenke allowed to own. couldn't buy the Rams if he owned the Nuggets, who are in the same market as the Broncos. Right, but if he had yes. been the Broncos owner, he could he have bought, bought the Nuggets, the nuggets right. yeah. which is the New England Revolution connection for. I was wondering about that. I knew there's something. Bobby Kraft. All right. Um. Okay, that's enough football talk for today. Everybody's talking about Benson. Benson. Benson's still alive, <laughs> you know. Great TV show. Robert Guillaume. Nothing. Indeed. Um, <laughs> no business. Uh, by the way, the uh, Zach Kiefer just tweets out just a note. Update from the Colts on Darius Leonard. No second surgery on his ankle, but he has been having back issues that require surgery. Operation Indeed. is today. Yeah. We'll miss some camp time, but the team's expectation is he's ready for the regular season. That's kind of a big deal. Not great. And Sean McVay said rookie running back Kyron Williams, the fifth-round pick out of Notre Dame, broke his foot during practice. Expect to be back by training. Okay. Well, that's good. Doesn't sound like a list rank then. That's good. good. Uh, All right. That'll do it for us. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Breach, for Wilson, I'm Brinson. We will see you guys later. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.